Hello, we are the Edgy Futurists. I'm Dan Fitzpatrick. I'm Ben Whitaker, and I'm Stephen Hope. The Edgy Futurist Vault. The Edgy Futurists Vault. A short discussion about tools, publications, and resources that can help educators wherever you are in your career. On this episode of the Vault, we're excited to be discussing a few tools, namely extensions from the amazing EdTech team. To help us explore these great resources, we're joined by Chris Kraft, who is responsible for building some of this stuff over in the US. Chris, welcome. Can you give us a quick introduction to why you decided to build extensions and even what an extension is for those who might not be that familiar? Of course. First off, thanks for having me. I'm Chris Kraft. I'm the Executive Director for Innovation for EdTech Team. It's my role to build really great software extensions and apps for teachers. Started out years ago, I was at a conference, and I used to have this little trick that I would do with an open source tool from my Mac. So I would present for all of these teachers, and I had this little trick where I would make URLs large in the center of the screen so that everybody, a couple hundred people in the room, could see it. Well, inevitably, people would ask a question, hey, how do you do that? And I would say, well, it's a Mac tool. It's called Quicksilver. And I would share with them how to use it, and I even blogged about it in the whole nine yards. Well, the reality is a lot of the people in the room didn't have Macs, and even the ones that did, it was a laborious process to get going. Well, one year, a teacher came up to me. This must be five years ago, and she said, man, I really wish there was a way to do this on my Chromebook. And I said, well, you know what? I want to figure that out. So out of that was born my very first extension. It was called Crafty Text. And it's, in fact, as a result of Crafty Text, which still has over 100,000 weekly active users, it's as a result of Crafty Text that Google built the feature and see class uh, in classroom. Google Classroom, you can see the class codes large in the center of the screen. They yep. built that as a result of the popularity of Crafty Text. Nice. That's class. How, how do you feel about that? That must be uh, get you up on a morning. It was a gas. A couple of friends of mine were walking by at the ISTE conference, which is uh, held in the U.S. every summer. It's our, it's our version of BED. It's our large our large event. And I uh, saw some Googlers using it in the Google booth and were snapping pictures of it and sending them to me. It was it was really neat. Nice. That's well good. And so in terms of the EdTech team uh, extensions that you work on, and I know um, we these is it is it four that you that, that you're using currently, or is there more than that, or there are five now with five. some brand new ones to come. Great. So could you just give us a kind of a, a little bit of an oversight of some of the um, the big one we want to talk about is obviously Checkmark. Um, so if you can talk to us about some of the others before we get into Checkmark, is, is that okay? By all means. So there are two categories of extensions that we create. Ones are quick, easy utilities that will hopefully make life a lot better. I'll give you an example. So I can remember years ago, When I was a smart exemplary educator, I used Smart Notebook all the time. And my favorite feature in Smart Notebook was the capacity to just blank the screen and then drag different pieces so where I could hide a corner of the screen or I could hide a section of it or whatever. So we developed Screen Shade to where you can do exactly that. One click puts that, and it'll. you can even have a timer. So I had a math teacher friend who used to love giving kids opportunities to work on it, and she would circulate, and after two minutes, the answer would naturally reveal. So that's one. Another one is purely because I needed it. It's called scroll cancel. When I'm using Google Calendar, because I use an Apple Magic Mouse, I have a tendency to drag my finger down in the center to try and scroll, or I'll drag it to the right. Well, that would vault me ahead by, you know, 10, 12, 15 years, and it would just be completely dis- disheveling. 
So I developed scroll cancel as just exactly to fix that. It disables the mouse scroll wheel in only Google Calendar. That's it's, it's a nice, yeah. It's, it's, it sounds really nice. You also got that uh, the audio player one as well, where you can easily add uh, some audio to Google Slides. Uh, so how, how did you come up with that one? Based on user demand, so audio player is our number one most heavily utilized. Uh, extension right now. It's with over 250,000 weekly active users. And realistically, we figured out that there was a, a significant missing feature inside Google Slides. And the more we dug into it, the more we figured out that Google didn't really have a goal of building that. So as especially as we were talking with uh, schools and districts that either were migrating from the Office platform to Google or simply had both, there was a desire for some feature parity. So we developed Audio Player. And in fact, you'll be the first to hear this. There is a very significant update coming to Audio Player that's going to add very hotly requested features like collecting uh, different users to where you'll be able to embed uh, a slideshow with the audio embedded in it into a website. You'll be able to publish it publicly. And the audio will carry with a presentation as it goes between users. Cool. So big stuff coming to Audio Player. That's class. To be fair, I've just decided when I grow up, I want to be you, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. I'll take your beard. You take uh, and uh, I'll take your hair, and we'll be we'll be golden. <laughs> Sounds good. We'd look we'd look like uh, Michael J. Fox in Team Wolf, but uh, <laughs> we, could, we could talk about that all day. But another uh, another cool extension is Whisper. Uh, there's so many. How did that come about, and and how does that relate? To what what kind of problem did you solve, and is it is that what it's doing? Whisper is designed exclusively for one-way conversation from teachers to kids. What we were running into is anytime that, this was especially in my class, anytime I found myself having to interrupt my entire class worth of students because I had forgotten to say something or because I had some sort of an announcement to make, the cognitive effort where they have to ramp down, attend to what I'm saying, and then ramp down that and then go back to work on whatever they were doing, that cognitive hit I felt was really unacceptable. So I created Whisper as an opportunity to do several things. One, if you've got the kid that's maybe struggling a little bit, instead of calling it out, hey, you know, come over to my desk and let's talk, there's an opportunity to just very quietly say, you know, through the context of the extension, say, hey, is everything okay? Or to praise the student, hey, you're doing awesome. And every single message that's sent is also sent both to the teacher and to the student by email. So it's in line with typical district policies for archiving uh, communication. And there's no opportunity for the student to respond. So it's just one way. It's not another inbox. It's not another chat situation. It's just an opportunity for teachers to communicate with kids quietly respectfully and effectively. We've got about three minutes left. We really want to get into Checkmark. Uh, Checkmark's probably uh, one of our favorite add-ons that, that we use. And, and I used it, when I think, when it first came out a few years ago and I got to grips with it and haven't used it recently. Could you just tell us about where, what, where that idea came from and how it's developed over the last few years? Teacher came to me several years ago and said, look, I'm struggling with Google Docs. She said, we're, we're going paperless. And the reality is it's still much faster for me to give students feedback on their writing. If I have them print their work, I read pen it and give it back. And I said, you know what? There's got to be a better way. So out of that checkmark was born. If you're not familiar with checkmark, it's designed to let you give freaky fast feedback on student writing. So when you open up a piece of student work, 
You click on any word that's in the context of the Google Doc or it works on slides as well. And right at the level of the mouse cursor, you get a pop-up menu that you've previously customized for feedback that you might want to give. For example, if you know you're going to have kids that are having subject-verb agreement issues or you want to give them feedback, they need to expound an idea or they need to clarify or they need to add additional citations or whatever – Uh, All of those things you set up ahead of time in the context of the software. And then when you highlight any portion of text in Google Docs, you get that menu. One click adds that particular comment and it counts the number of times you're using that. So you'll be able to see at a glance, am I using it? Is this kid having lots and lots of subject verb agreement issues? Checkmark, in fact, was the inspiration for Google's recent edition of comment banks in the context of of grading work in classroom, but ours is still something like 27 to 40% faster. That's amazing. I, I, I absolutely love it. And the, one of the reasons why I found, um, why I got into using Google tools was because I felt like I was writing the same comment repeatedly. And, and so when, when this came out, I was like, this is, this is going to be a lifesaver. This is going to save so much time. And it's also going to save the of writing the same thing on student on student essays. Um, so you, you said that there's um, maybe some new things on the horizon. I know you might not be able to tell us everything. What 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 other things are available or are going to be available coming? Checkmark is going to get a huge update come around the summertime. Uh, and there's a couple of things that are coming. Number one, we're going to add some feature some additional features, like you'll be able to share your comments with other teachers. So if you have an existing bank of comments and a teacher that teaches what you do, you'll be able to share those comments. You'll also be able to duplicate classes to where you can seed a new class. But the big thing that's coming is reporting. We keep hearing from teachers that they want to be able to show and quantify the impact of their teaching. So you'll be able to show that at the beginning of the calendar year to half term, you were at you know, this on um, this number of subject verb agreement issues. And now you're at this number, which uh, higher, lower to lower, a higher number to lower number, uh, among a host of other things. You'll be able to drill that down uh, by student, by class. You'll be able to see, you'll be able to flag easily what the concerns are. And we're working with uh, English language arts teachers that are currently in the classroom all over the world to craft a really terrific solution. Oh, Chris, so- I, I want to talk more. I want to, I want to know more. Uh, we, we, we literally just we're out of the 10 minutes that we've got allocated uh, but we'd love to have you on in the future to come and talk about more of these uh, wonderful extensions if you can it would be my pleasure and you know my brand new book is out the top 50 Chrome extensions for the classroom talking about exactly why these 50 Chrome extensions are super useful in the classroom just came out last month would love to would love to share that with you as well great yeah let's get you back on to talk about that book that would be great I'd love to 